This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so grateful you are joining us. Today's episode is episode 80, and my guest is Jennifer Bourget. This was such a fun conversation. Jennifer is the mom of three, and in this conversation, we went so many different directions, but one of the coolest things we talked about is that her and her husband paid off their house in their 30s, and they lived debt-free, and it was really cool to hear how they made that happen the sacrifices they made and they made it a goal and they did it. Uh, She is a blogger and she's huge on Instagram. Her Instagram is Jennifer Bourget, B-O-R-G-E-T. She's the creator of the Movie Night Journal, which is really cool. She's very passionate about movie watching and they do a family movie night every single week and there's this journal that she created that gives you suggestions and activities and snack ideas to make your family movie night perfect. I mean, they are into this. Jennifer is a former news anchor and we also talk about that and how that shifted, how her life shifted when she went from that full-time career to staying home with her kids. And I really wish I lived in the same town as her so that we could be friends and we could go on walks together and hang out. So I think you all are going to love this episode with Jennifer. If you do love it, please leave us a quick rating and review so potential new listeners can find us. You just do that on iTunes. It's a really simple, fast way to, to support the show. Um, you can also do it on Spotify. Spotify, you just leave a rating. iTunes, you can also leave a review. Uh, anyway, friends, enjoy this conversation with Jennifer. Well, today on the podcast, we have Jennifer Bourget on the show. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Um, did you just get back from Disney not too long ago? <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, whenever I leave my house, I'm either like going to a cheer conversation with my daughter or going to Disney. <laughs> so that's the only two places I go. Yes, I did. Yeah, I went there for the Disney Dreamers event. It's an event they put on for teens every year and it's really inspiring. And it was my first time going. So it was really, it was really cool. Um, that, that is so fun. Is Disney like, Disney's a thing that you do with your family. Are you guys a Disney family? Yes, I would say we're a Disney family. I'd say that, you know, I'm right up there at the top, like cheering everyone on, like, yes, we're a Disney family. And then my husband's like kind of trailing at the end, like, oh, here we go again, you know, (laughs) but the kids are really into it. We all love the movies and stuff, but the parks are so fun whenever we can get a chance to make it out to them. And since we're in Texas, it's nice because we're kind of right in the middle of Disneyland and Disney World. So just depending on what's going on and, you know, if we have another family we're visiting or work trip or something, we can kind of go either direction. Um, If you had to choose, which one would you choose? Disney World or Disney World? Uh, I'd have to say it depends how long the trip is. If it's longer than four days, like Disney World for sure. If we only have like two nights, Disneyland for sure, because we can just knock out so much more with everything being so close together. Yeah. Um, Okay. So tell us about your uh, work, like pre-staying home and homeschooling. I know you're a news anchor. So talk to Mm -hmm. us about that part of your life. 
Yeah, so I grew up just always loving to write and talk to people and interview people and get to know people and tell stories. And um, I just knew I wanted to be a journalist, like from a really young age, I was really drawn to the news and um, watching the news and, you know, watching these people tell the stories. So that's just what I set my sights on, probably as early as like middle school. And I honed in on that, doing all the broadcast classes in high school and knew that's what I wanted to do in college and went to college in Utah that, and BYU that have a really good broadcast journalism program and um, did all the internships and everything. And yeah, that was my job, like starting in radio and then moving to TV. And we moved to Austin because I got a job as a weekend anchor and a reporter in Texas. And I really loved it. And then I, you know, had a couple kids. <laughs> I still loved it, but it was just really demanding with time and stuff. And I already started writing my blog and I was having a lot of fun doing that and realized, you know, hey, dreams can evolve, dreams can change. Uh, but, but yeah, that was, that was my big thing. My whole heart was in that for a good chunk of my life. <laughs> I love that you say dreams can evolve and change because like we can get really stuck in doing the same thing and thinking like this is what I was supposed to do with my life. And it's important to like reevaluate and say, maybe, maybe it's time for something different. Absolutely. I think that was a big eye-opening experience for me because deciding to step away from, from news was a really, really big, hard decision for me. And I just felt like I was letting people down who had, you know, bet on me in college and like I'd won awards and scholarships. And, you know, I, I felt like I was the next like big, you know, reporter. Like I didn't, it was just, that was what I always saw myself doing. So deciding to, to change that and to take a different path was definitely really scary. But looking back now, you know, now I'm, I'm like trying to think how long, almost nine years out, maybe, maybe like eight to nine years out from that decision. And I just know it was the best decision for me. Um, do you ever watch like national news and think, what if I would have done that? Like, what if I would have gone all in on that? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. And, but <laughs> it's so, I mean, honestly, like I, I don't envy reporters. I feel like it's so hard, especially right now covering everything that's going on. It's a hard business to be in. And yeah, I look at that and think like, wow, that that could have been me. But I'm also just like, so grateful that my path went another direction and that I was brave enough to take that leap <laughs> into a different direction because, you know, that path would have been one way and it would have been fine, I'm sure. But, um, but I love the path I'm on. Yeah, I mean, and so many of your skills you use on your social media and your writing yeah. and everything you do. And it's like, you could, and if you want, if you were like, I am getting the itch to interview people again, you could do that, <laughs> right? Like you could have a podcast or whatever you wanted to do. Like you have all the skills and the things that you need. So um, it's pretty cool to see that you've shifted. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that I'm forever grateful for is, you know, everything I learned doing that, you know, interview skills, like you said, and writing, like I'm, you know, writing blog posts and writing captions. And now I freelance for other websites. And 
um, you know, video editing when reels came around, I was like, Oh yeah, I got uh, this. You know, like you can, that stresses I, I me got out. This. I got this video stuff. You know, I know it's a, it's a struggle for a lot of us, but, but no, I love it. I love video. I love audio. I, I just, I love putting stories together and, and finding creative ways to do that on social media has been so much fun for me. So yes, that's, that's the nice thing is, you know, seeing that I'm still using a lot of those things that I learned. Okay. You and your husband met and got married super young. Yes. 19. <laughs> but then you, you really did like you careered it up for a long time and like waited to have kids. I feel like usually you like people, you hear people get married at 19. They have a baby at like 21. Right. Right. No, we were, yeah, we got married young. It was funny because looking back at my journals and things that I kept, it was, you know, when we first met, we knew so quick that we were going to get married. Mm -hmm. I think after just a couple weeks, we were like, oh, yeah, we're getting married. But we thought it would be a couple like a year or so from then. And because we were both in school and then we were just like, we want to get married. Like, why are we? And we were going to two different schools at the time because he had a golf scholarship at a school about three and a half hours away. And then I was going to BYU. So we were trying to figure out how to navigate that. We're like, let's just get married. That was like, you know, people go like wild in their twenties and stuff. Our wild was getting married, I guess. So, <laughs> so we did that, and but it was so fun. And you know, the the nice thing I think is we've just we've grown together. Like we've grown up together, and yeah, we did. We wait to finish, waited to finish school and start careers before we had our first kid, Jada. But you know, but I was twenty four, so I was still pretty young. Oh, you were and, that young? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'd been married for like five, six years, (laughs) but, but yeah, but we were still young. And so it's just been, it's been fun seeing how far we've come from, you know, like our first kitchen table was a cardboard box and we had fold out chairs, you know, we've just really like grown together this entire time. Okay. We have to talk about that because (laughs) I read your blog post that you guys paid off your mortgage in your thirties. And I am like, I think that is so incredible and so many people would love to do it. They don't think it's feasible. Um, I personally don't know that I'm willing to make the sacrifices, you know, that, I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, there was a lot of sacrifices there as far as like Mm -hmm. what you choose to spend your money on. Can you talk Mm -hmm. about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, like you said, sacrifice, I think is a big thing and, I think uh, for us, since we were married so young and since we just, like we started out with so little that that was just what we were used to. And even now it's still, you know, I told my husband, I'm like, oh, I just really want a soda last night. Like I was like, can we just go to the gas station? Get That's, That was like a treat for me. Not that, not that it's like, you can't, you know, enjoy things like that, but we just were so used to not having a lot in college and not making a lot of money and just not having nice things ever not saying nice things is bad but we were just, we just were used to it because that's what we that's how we were for so long so you know shopping at thrift stores for our furniture and um you know just living like that and budgeting like that was a big thing like how much money do we have coming in and trying to save even when we weren't making that much you know even if we were only saving $50 a month like it was just something and I had these little goals of like we're gonna take a vacation one day and we're saving $50 a month so we could take a vacation so um I think that helped us a lot because as we 
graduated school and, you know, got our first jobs and which didn't pay very much. Like reporters do not get paid a lot of money. And, um, you know, it was like, but it was still more than we were used to. And I was like, okay, now we can save even more. And then every time we started making more, it was like, we didn't spend more. We didn't increase our spending. We just increased our savings. So that helped a lot because of just that kind of mindset that we were already in. Um, and then with paying off the house, like, I mean, that was, that was still a big jump, but I, I really think that once I had this, this shift of like reading stories of other people who had done it and, you know, people who have paid off, who had paid off their debt and people who had, you know, said like, yeah, we paid off our mortgage. And, you know, you go from thinking, how is that even possible? I don't even know how you can do that. But then when you see it and you see, okay, well, they weren't doing things that much differently than we are. Like, you know, they just added more every month or, okay, they weren't, you know, instead of getting a new car, they, you know, put that towards their house. And so little things like that um, change, you know, converted to big things. And then we just made it a goal, like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna do this. And it started with um, buying this house, like we, we built this house. And we knew we wanted more space um, because we had our youngest daughter, who's now uh, three and a half. And um, but we were pregnant with her at the time. And we're like, okay, we're going to need a little bigger home and a little more space. And I just wanted trees. So we decided to build a home. And uh, at the time, I mean, thankfully, the market (laughs) back then wasn't as crazy as it is now. And we were able to negotiate, you know, like, okay, what if we... um, you know, we kind of talked them down, like, okay, you're selling it for this much, but how about we knock off this much and you get us like, you know, this lot, this premium lot. And so we got like a a $15,000 discount because, you know, they were trying to sell them. And, um, and then we just did bare bones with building, like no upgraded carpet, no upgraded countertops, no upgraded cabinets. Like we just got basic everything in our home so that it could be like as, as inexpensive as possible. And um, we did that so we could put 50% down and that our mortgage would be about the same as our previous mortgage on our home. That was our goal. And then after we did that, we're like, all right, we did like, now let's try to pay it off within five years. And then we just like went crazy. And really like every extra dollar was Mm. going towards the home. And we we sold our other house and we put all of the equity towards this home. Um, we haven't had new cars in years. Like my husband's driving an 08 Corolla. Like we just put everything towards it. So that was, yeah. When I guess when you're that focused on a goal and you're like, this is, this is what we're doing. Um, that was, that was really what we did. I mean, just every extra little bit, like we just budgeted and everything over our budget went towards the house and now we're mortgage free. That's (laughs) so cool. Who does the budget? You or your husband? We do it together oh. and we kind of like go back and forth on who's more of the enforcer. Um, <laughs> That's but, good though. <laughs> yeah, we do it. We do it together though. We go through like, and uh, we'll have to like get each other back on track every once in a while. Like now that, now that the mortgage paid, is paid off and we're like, okay, we can start fixing up the house a little bit. Our budget's kind of shifted around and kind of adjust, you know, as we go. Cause before it was like, okay, we're just trying to pay off the house. And now it's like, okay, now we can have a little bit of fun. So yeah, like you did the, all the basics on the house, but now if you mm-hmm. wanted to like, be like, we're going to upgrade our cabinets or we're going to upgrade the floor. You're like, would you right. pay that in exactly. cash? 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. So we upgraded the floors in November. Oh, and that's exciting. That. And yeah, and that was really fun. And then we just uh, had the home painted last week. Oh, I saw that on your did, stories. Yes. Yeah. We had like the basic like flat builder paint and it was so smudgy. And but but even with, you know, with that, like I interviewed seven different painters. Oh, my gosh. Trying to find, like <laughs> look at the you. Best ones and the best prices and, you know, like best quality, like even with things like that, I try to, um, you know, think about going into it and how, cause if I went with, you know, one, one bid was like three times higher than all the others. And what if that was the first one I got and oh, paid that, you know, you're so. like really making me feel like I need to do some more research here on some things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can help. I actually really enjoy it. It's really fun. I pretend I'm on the bachelorette and just have fun with it. <laughs> See, listen, you, there's, there's another side business for you. You just, just put together yourself a little, like a uh, little plan on how to re you know, interview contractors yeah, and things like that. Yeah. There you go. 10 bucks. Yeah. Buy it. Yeah. You, right. All kinds of, uh, all kinds of business <laughs> ideas for you. That's so yeah. inspiring though. Honestly, I just don't think most Americans that have the means are willing to live like that. I mean, it's just, Cause you want what you want if you can, if mm -hmm. you can buy it and you, and that's how we live. And so, yeah, you know, I mean, I resonate a little bit. We're a one car family and we have our, I mean, we have a 2015 minivan. So okay. <laughs> we have little sacrifices here and there, yeah. but as I think about adding, we're like thinking about adding on a master addition to our, our house. Um, mm. we have four kids, three bedrooms. One of them's used as an office. All of our kids sleep in the same room. Oh, yeah. yeah. But is it necessary? Probably uh, not. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things right, where like, right. it's so hard to decide. Cause you're like, we're actually fine how we are. Right. But we live in this culture where we think we need more. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. We really do. And it's hard to, to decide and to decipher sometimes is like, you know, um, is it, you know, and we tell her not that it's wrong, but we tell ourselves, you know, I deserve this and that, yeah. you know, and when you use that word deserve, you kind of have to think like, well, what is, what does that mean? You know, what is that? Why do I deserve this? And what does that mean? You know? And, and there is something to be said about enjoying life, you know, and enjoying your life. Like this question that you have right now, if you're building this extra home, I was, or extra addition to your home, um, I have been having the same debate about like a pool for yeah. a while because I've been like, oh, like it would be so nice. We're in Texas. It's so hot and we don't have a neighborhood pool. It would be nice to just, you know, we have all this land and just use some of it to build a pool. But, you know, not just building the pool that's ex like that's expensive, but the monthly maintenance mm -hmm. and and I no matter how I calculate it, I, ca I can't like justify you know and, and and I guess it's it's like this I'm torn between this like oh am I am I is it just I'm I'm used to this like you know I could I could do it I could do it I could do it really you know we could but do we have to I know, you know it's like why we have there's like guilt associated with it that, I know so it's like trying to you know balance this like you know um not feeling bad, but also, you know, I don't know, but I, I've decided that it just, I just would have to have, I have to have like my kids 
this is me personally, not saying anyone else needs to do this before they yeah. have a pool, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, we just need to like make sure that we're, you know, on a roll, like ready to retire when our kids are out of the house and then be like, okay, yeah, we're good. We're good to go. Like, I don't know exactly what that threshold number is going to be for when we're like go time with the pool. But I kind of said like, okay, in five years when our youngest is eight, and our olders are teenagers, like that would be like the perfect time. We don't have to have it right now, but if things are still going good and we've still been saving a lot, um, then we can get a pool. <laughs> you know, and I personally, like, I do not want a pool near my house until all my kids know how to swim. That freaks yes. me out. And your youngest is three, right? right? My youngest is also three. Um, okay. yep. But yeah, once everybody knows how to swim, I'm like, okay. And in Texas, that's enough to justify it right there. Yeah, in my opinion. Oh my goodness, it is so hot here. But I don't know. Have you heard of those sites like Swimply? Like you can rent a pool. We did. It's kind of like Airbnb oh, for nice. pools. Okay. We did that last year, and it was awesome. Like for my kids' birthdays, we would just rent a pool for a couple hours, and um, yeah, it was so great. Like we we pick one that has a pool house or a bathroom outside, so we just go, and you can bring friends if you want. But we would just go by ourselves and. I'm like, we could do this like 20,000 times. <laughs> it and it wouldn't cost like, the amount. Right. And yeah. it wouldn't cost as, cost as much. So so that's kind of like our go-to for now. And yeah, you know, it's kind of like sleeping on it. You know, if, if you really want to buy a nice purse or shoes or something, totally. it's like, let me like sleep on it and, and see if I still want them in the morning. That's what I'm doing for like five years. Yeah. <laughs> I have never heard of that. It's a brilliant idea. I just used Toro for the first time because since we're a one car family, you know, I went out of town oh, for the weekend nice. and I needed a car and Toro, same thing. It's like Airbnb for cars. And I had the best wow. experience. It was like a hundred dollars cheaper than renting from like a rental place. Wow. Super That's amazing. Clean. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Car was super clean. Communication was great. And we used to have an Airbnb in our, like behind our old house. And so I was familiar with how that works and ratings and things like that. Like the ratings, if the person has good ratings, their car's probably going to be really nice. And same with the Airbnbs, right? And probably with your pool situation. Right. Yeah. Oh, that is really, that is really cool. I didn't know that about the cars. Hey everybody. Okay. I have a new sponsor that I'm so excited about. I will be using their services this coming Sunday. Cannot wait. It is Shoot Photography. Have you heard of them? So Shoot is a female run small business and they offer 30 minute outdoor photo sessions that are free to book. They take place in photo worthy hotspots in local parks and then from your session, you can choose which photos you want to purchase. You get a digital gallery of 40 plus high res, lightly edited photos within three to five business days. There's no sitting fee. So this is a no risk service. You only pay for the photos you love. Photos start at $30. And when you buy more, you get a discount. So the more you buy, the more you save. Prices at $15 per photo for 10 or more photos or just $2.95 for the full gallery. I mean, this is a really, really great deal. And it's low stress because you show up with your family or if you want to do like branding pictures, whatever pictures you need taken, you show up for your 30-minute session at a local hotspot like here in Raleigh. 
there's like six different options. We're gonna go down to Poland Park and get photos taken for our family this coming Sunday. And then you just buy the pictures you love or if you love so many, buy the full gallery and you have them all. They have a strong multi-step vetting process for their photographers. They only hire the top two to 5% of applicants. And I'm telling you what, getting a little mini session of family photos can be really stressful. And this is a low stress way to do it. I am so excited to check it out. I'm having my pictures taken with my family on this Sunday and then I'll, I'll share the photos on Instagram so you guys can see what they look like. And so I'm so excited that Shoot Photography is offering listeners of the show a discount on your pictures. So use the code SANDYBOY. That's the name of our podcast network, Sandy Boy Productions. Use the code SANDYBOY to receive 15% off five or more photos from your session. That's SANDYBOY to receive 15% off five or more photos for your session. And that's at shoot.com, S-H-O-O-T-T.com. And you should know they are all over the country. So you just go to their website and search your city. They have locations in nearly every single state and major city. So go check it out. Shoot.com, S-H-O-O-T-T.com. Use the code SANDYBOY for 15% off five or more of your photos. All right, friends, back to the show. So like what about your life got you so interested in like being super on top of like the budgeting and the, I wasn't even planning to make this big part of the conversation, but now I'm just curious, like what, what made you like super invested in this? And like, I saw that one of your kids was taking a finance course. I think that is super cool. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly think it was just like, I, I, I didn't grow up that way. Um, I did take a personal finance in college uh, class in college, like just one class and it was at the business school. And I just remember sitting there and seeing these numbers and the professor talking about like, he, he wrote all these crazy salaries on the wall. It was like, you know, this person makes 2,700,000 a year. This person makes 700,000 a year, like all these numbers. And I was just like, that is so much money. But they said, but they're, they all went bankrupt was like his, was his, you know, punchline. And I'm like, how is that even possible? How, I can't even, you know, my brain could not wrap around that. And he, you know, and breaking down how people who made way less, like, you know, had debt paid off and no mortgages and, you know, and just compound interest with retirement and how they were able to save a lot more. And I was just really, that just struck a nerve and um, we were gifted like some kind of book. I know as newlyweds, like, I don't know if it was rich dad, poor dad, or like, mm-hmm. I don't think it, I don't, know, I don't think it was that one. I think it was like, maybe it was, maybe it was, I'll look up the actual book and I'll see if I can find it. But just a, a couple little like money things that, uh, we were fortunate enough to hear about like early on when we were, you know, young in our marriage and starting out. And I think maybe it helped that we were both on the same page and we kind of were starting with nothing. (laughs) So it was like, okay, we're starting with nothing, but thankfully we weren't starting with debt either. Um, You know, we, um, we did have 
like I took out some loans while we were in school, but then I ended up getting scholarships to pay those off. And um, then we were like, okay, we're starting at zero. So <laughs> now what, you know, and that, that helped a lot, just having a couple books to go off of and see how some like little simple things, it just, I don't know. It, I mean, maybe it seemed more simple when we were younger and things were less complicated and we didn't have kids and bills and stuff, you know, because it was, it was really like, okay, we're feeding ourselves. You know, we don't need cable. We don't need, you know, it, we, got Netflix only a few years ago, (laughs) you know, we, we kind of have been um, just really sticklers on it, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like a sacrifice. And maybe it was because like I've said, you know, we, we just didn't have anything really to begin with. So it didn't feel like we had to give up things. I think it's a lot harder now for people. Like I have a sister who graduated college a few years ago and she's making a lot of money now, like way more than I ever made when I was a reporter. And um, she just turned 25 and she's like, travels a lot and likes to, you know, she's like, yeah, I'm going to Jamaica. And, and we've been talking to her about budgeting and she's like, oh, I just, I just <laughs> want like this purse. It's so nice. And, you know, and, and she's like, I have earned it. I've earned it. And I'm like, well, yes, like you work hard and that's good, but you got to think long-term too, you know? And so I think it's a little bit harder when you you haven't had to sure. um, back on things from the beginning. And then it's like, oh, now you feel like you're giving stuff up. So that definitely um, is a little bit of an advantage. I think we had, you know, it, it was easier to not <laughs> know what we were missing out on. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I know that my dad, like that, he's like a big into that book. And then um, isn't there one for kids as well? There might be. Um, we read a Ramsey book with our kids, like Smart Money, Smart Kids. We have that book and, and we never it. read it. <laughs> we just we we listened to it on audio. Okay, that okay. Was really good for us, and they're like a dynamic. The daughter is super cute, Rachel Cruz. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, and we really we really enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, audiobooks all the way, especially for finance and stuff, it's way easier for me to digest if I'm just listening. And even while I'm cleaning or driving and stuff like that. Okay. I One more question about the finance stuff and then we'll move on, I swear. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious. So last summer we moved into this neighborhood and our kids did this lemonade stand. And I, I cannot believe how much money they made on a freaking lemonade stand. And immediately I was like, oh, shoot, like, I'm not ready for this. Like, I haven't I don't have a business plan for them. I don't have like, you know, I made them donate 10 percent to charity, but there wasn't a big lesson there. Things like that. But I'm curious if you were me Mm -hmm. and your kid was going to do a lemonade stand. Tell me what your plan would be with them. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but I bet you've done something like this before. No, it's fine. I think from the get go, if you want to, if they're, your kids are like, I want to do a lemonade stand and my kids have been there before, or my oldest, at least, uh, she's been there before. And, uh, I think, you know, just being like, all right, that's a great idea. Like don't shoot them down, encourage them. I think having these dreams, having these like desires to build something is, is really cool. And, you know, we're their parents, we can help lift them up. Then just be like, all right, you want to do it? Like, let's make a plan. And that way, from the beginning, they know if, you know, whether they get money, whether they don't, like, however it goes, like, how it's how it's going to shake up and how they're what they're going to do with whatever happens with that. Having a plan um, and kind of just running down, like, all right, so we need a budget for expenses. 
because, you know, this lemonade stand isn't just going to pop up from nowhere. You know, do we have lemonade already? Are you going to make it? Are we going to make it from packets? Are we going to get lemons? Like, how do we want to do this? What's your budget? How much money do you want to spend before you try to earn money? And then that kind of gets them thinking like, oh, a budget? You know, what? Like, what is what does that mean? And you can kind of figure that out because it it could they could make $100 from the lemonade stand. But if they had to buy a table and pitchers and cups and, you know, all the materials, you know, you you want to make sure that they understand how much they netted after, you know, doing that. So knowing from the get go, okay, what's, what's the budget and the startup cost going to be. Um, and then, you know, just how to execute their plan and what they want to do with the money after like, okay, the first thing you do is you repay your um, investment or your debt. Like if, if your parent, if their parents loaned them money, if you loan them money to start it up, okay, I gave you $20. So that $20 comes back then what, you know, what do you do with the rest? And I love how you did 10% for charity. I think that's great. That's what we do too. And then the other, you can, some, you can do it different ways, but um, one way is splitting it 50, 50, like 50 in spending money and 50 in savings money. And that's, you know, kind of a nice way for them to, to see like, okay, if, if we go out and there's a toy you want to get, like, here's, you have spending money for that. And here's, you know, savings and, um, I do think it's nice to have different buckets. Like my kids right now, my daughter is really good about like, okay, this is my spending and this is my savings. And she has like gift cards and things in her spending. Um, and then she has like a minimum amount that she likes to keep in her savings and then build up on top of that. My son, he kind of keeps everything together and is like, I'm just saving it all, whatever, but I'm trying to help teach him. Like, it's okay to spend money, you know? Um, and they talk about that in that Smart Money, Smart Kids book is like some kids are spenders and some are sa people, not just kids, but people are spenders, people are savers. There's nothing wrong with either. You just have to know what you are. <laughs> so um, so splitting that money in two different buckets kind of helps them know, OK, like this is what I can spend. Like you don't have to spend it. You know, you can save it, too, but um, it's there if you want something. OK, I'm I am capitalizing on this this year. I'm not letting this moment pass me by where I'm like, yeah, free for all lemonade stand. It was just kind of like so thrown together. And I'm like, oh no, we are doing this right this year. So I, I <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Be fun. Yeah. I need yeah. to get better about just like making sure I'm taking the time to educate and we can even like pull up your bank account and look at where that money's going and all that. Right. Um, okay, friends, I hope that inspired you all listening to take take some ownership there as well. I mean, I think that that's such a good lesson. And I mean, teaching your kids entrepreneurship too, right? Definitely, definitely. And another book, like I think books are so good with, with kids. And I love listening to things on audiobooks. But one little simple uh, kids book that I like is, um, I think it's called like, if I had a million okay, and uh, it breaks down like, uh, okay, like if you had a million pennies, what would it do if you had, you know, a million nickels or like, you know, and it kind of breaks down, but it, it also talks about um, investing and interest and things like, okay, if you put a million dollars in the bank now, this is how much it would be later. You know, if you put a thousand dollars in the bank in 30 years, this is how much it could be worth. You know, if you took out a loan and then it was this, you know, this is how much you pay in interest. So it kind of, um, it's just a fun way. And it with, and it shows, you know, how much like 
all these $1 bills would weigh and how high they can stack. And like, it's very visual, but simple, but also like, I think parents and kids get some good takeaways from it. I love that. And I'm telling you, listener, if you are a listener in your young 20s, you will blink and you will be almost 40. And (laughs) those things are so important. Um, Yes. I know. Isn't it crazy? Like, you remember when you get your first job and started your first 401k and it's like, oh my gosh, here we are. We've been doing this for 20 years now already. Oh, yeah. No, really. Like, I think about that all the time. I think how when I started my job in the news station and I'm like, oh, I can't really afford to do the match. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm, <laughs> it's so far away. And now I'm like, why didn't I do uh-huh. that? Like that you would know? have multiplied so much. <laughs> Um, okay, Jennifer, we need to talk about your movie night journal and that's like part of your big thing. I did not mean to spend so much of the conversation on finances, but you no, have me so okay. interested. Um, talk to us a little bit yeah. about the movie situation with your family and the movie night journal that you created. Yeah. So, I mean, really it kind of ties into what we've been talking about, like mm. with the house and stuff, it's funny and you know, what you prioritize and, you know, we'll put in the pool off, but the first the very first upgrade we did to our home, like right after we had the keys, was turn them over to an entertainment media person and they went in and built our theater room upstairs and added a projector and a big screen and built-in speakers. So fun. Because movies are just a big deal for us and we love watching them together. Like we really, um, it's very rare that something will be on and like more than one, like just for one person, like we're always kind of, watching things together and um our tvs are all like out we don't have them in bedrooms they're all like out in the house um and we just love enjoying them together so every week we have a family movie night and we like that's when we turn off our phones and sit down and watch a movie and the way that we do it so that there's no arguing on what we're watching every week is we take turns (laughs) picking so it's really fun because we get a lot of variety that way Cause you know, if I always hated when we would take turns, you know, growing up and it's like, what are we going to watch? And then you have to vote and then you get outvoted. Somebody's mad. Yeah. Somebody's mad. And they're like all grumpy, but this way we just know like, Hey, when it's your turn, you get to pick whatever you want and everyone else has to, you know, deal with it. (laughs) Basically you can't complain um, is another one of our rules. So it's really cool because we get to my eight-year-old son, like he loves dinosaurs. So he'll pick like a Jurassic Park or Godzilla movie, which I would never watch on my own. But surprisingly, they're kind of, some of them are pretty interesting. (laughs) So we've had fun with that. And then um, I usually pick something from like the 90s to let my kids watch, you know, like Sandlot or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or we've been going through some of our old favorites. And my husband loves the Rocky movies. So my kids really have a good movie palette. Like they That's can quote awesome. movies from the seventies and Princess Bride, and you know, um, it's really it's really been so fun for us. So we wanted to make something to bring this together because I I noticed like a lot of people visiting my blog were coming for the checklist because I have like free Disney movie checklist and Pixar movies if you want to go down. Especially during the pandemic, everyone was like oh, <laughs> looking yeah. for this kind of thing. So. Um, but then this journal really brings together movie nights for families, like people who are like, how do you do the rules and how do you take turns and how do you, you know, know what to watch? This like combines everything. Like it, it breaks down, like here's our rules. Here's how to make your own rules and blank space for you. You know, our cell phones 
and devices allowed in the movie room, yes or no, you know, check a box. Are um, people allowed to complain about, you know, other people's picks or what happens, you know, are you allowed to have repeats? You know, that's a big one because some people are like, oh, I can't watch this movie over and over again. So we, ours is pretty big. Like we're like, you can't pick it for a year. So okay. um, a calendar year. Some people might do six months or, you know, different for their families, but it kind of gives you ideas for how to make a movie night a regular thing and a fun thing that everyone looks forward to um, like it has been for us. And then also to keep track of like your favorite quotes and your favorite parts and for everyone to rate the movie at the end, which Ooh, I like which that. Like give the star ratings yeah that's so fun too because it gives them like it gives them agency over it like oh I'm a part of this mm-hmm. too this is what I thought about the movie um do you have a certain day of the week that you always do them we like to do it on Fridays okay. that works for us I know some people do it on Thursdays um you know people have different sports and things going on but Fridays has been a good day for us but if someone if we do have something come up we just shift it a okay day in a different direction yeah See, this is good motivation because a lot of times <laughs> when we put a movie on for our kids, my husband are like, y'all go watch that movie and we're going to be downstairs. Yeah. Okay. And anytime I do or he that my husband does, usually though, if he he watches it, I'm like, I'm out of here. Um, they love it so much. They yes. just love experiencing that with you. They love yes. when there's a part that they laugh and they see you're laughing too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a really mm-hmm. deep connection there that's just organically happening. Yes, absolutely. It really, and I feel like it's simple. You know, we think like we have to do these big extravagant things to make these memories with our kids, but watching a movie together is so, it's not, it's, you know, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It's like an hour and a half, but you're all focused on the same thing. And, you know, like you said, like laughing at those different moments and then seeing that you're, you're actually watching it with them, not, you know, doing something else or sidetracked. And, um, and then like my son, like he loves, uh, talking through movies like he is oh he is like a serial oh my goodness talker through movies but he loves when we like talk and engage with when it's his turn to pick like he likes to hear our commentary and stuff with him and he just you know when we're like screaming about Godzilla and just getting all into it like he he loves that so much and I think each time it's a different person's turn they really feel seen and like invested in what they chose and they're excited to have other people enjoy that with them and it keeps it fair and like you know people are looking forward to doing it every week because they're like well in three more weeks it's my turn so like let's hurry up and have her turn yeah Yeah, I'm curious how it works though with your youngest being so young like that's a pretty big age gap from her all the way up to your daughter it's like three what are you three ten thirteen uh eleven uh, yeah, three, yep, almost nine and 11. Okay. So there is an eight year gap from oldest to youngest. So it's not as bad as some families have. We do have, I mean, um, the the kind of rule that we have is nothing too scary unless it's like closer to her bedtime because then we can turn it on, put her to bed and then finish the movie. Um, if it's, you know, if it's something really scary, but she, oh my goodness, she's like, a very hearty little <laughs> little shop of horrors i think was probably the scariest movie i didn't intend it to be scary but um that kind of scared her a little but then she just loved it and wanted to watch it again and again like the next few days so but you know every family is different and 
you can kind of choose what the rules are. Thankfully, we don't have anyone in our house yet that's like into anything too scary yeah. or horror movies or anything. Um, and then if there's anything that like, you know, has swearing or things that we don't want, we just run it. We use VidAngel, okay. which is an app that you can choose your filters. So we'll, you know, turn off things like, you know, um, certain swear words or all swear words, you know, or certain like, scenes that were like okay we can just skip over this or whatever and it just it just skips right over it yeah you know that's interesting because uh there's you know like the sandlot for instance I've watched that with our our boys a few times and there's only Mm -hmm. that one scene when with the lifeguard where you're like I don't do I want my nine-year-old boy to start thinking about that right now I don't know you know what I mean so it's like Mm -hmm. does it flag it and just you fast forward it? Okay. Yeah, it does. It is, it, yes, it like everything. It is say like, you know, immodesty and then it might have, you know, women in bathing suits or, you know, a girl kisses or like it's very yeah. descriptive. So you can just check a box and it will skip over certain things, which is it's worth it for us for some of the shows that they like to watch with my husband because yeah. um, it works on Netflix. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't, I, I guess I don't care about language as much just personally. Cause I'm like, well, they're going to hear that. And we're just going to talk about how it's not appropriate, right. but the sexual stuff yes. is a little, that's, more, that's like, the thing for me, me too. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing for me. Too. My, my son is so grossed out by kissing. So yeah. he like that, he, I think Makes even uncomfortable. just voluntarily closed his eyes, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can skip over. Yeah. Same. Like they haven't, they've watched all the Marvels except for Eternals. Cause I was like, Oh, why do you guys have to put that in there? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, but um, yeah. So you can choose what and what, but you know, and I think movies are also such a great, like there's all this talk right now about turning red. I was like, going to ask you about that. Yes. Oh my goodness. I went off on like a rant about that, but I think, Movies are also like a really good opportunity to break the ice and have conversations about things, you know, because as parents, sometimes it's hard to bring stuff up. And there's like, I love books as a tool to do that. But movies are really good, too, of like, hey, you know, just hit the pause button and like have a conversation and um, or afterwards, like during the end credit, we always we fill out the journal during the end credits Mm. um, and wait and see if there's an extra bonus scene. And we'll talk about it then, you know, it, it's just such a, you know, I think it can be a good icebreaker at times. Hey, everybody, a quick break here to thank Card My Yard for supporting this podcast. If you are looking to celebrate someone special in your life, Card My Yard is the original franchise yard greeting service. And if you don't even live close to someone, but you want to send them some love, say your parents have an anniversary or your niece or nephew has a birthday and you just want to send them some special love, you can use Card My Yard in their city. They have franchises all over the country. My son is turning 10 in June, and so I cannot wait to put this little sign in our front yard. What I love about it is then this is fun. All the neighbors who walk by, like they can see it and wish him a happy birthday. Just makes him feel special. And I feel like 10's a really big birthday. So really excited about that. And if you want to save $5 on your next purchase with Card My Yard for a birthday, anniversary, graduation, celebration, anything at all, go to cardmyyard.com. Use the code CMY5Y. That's W. H Y C M Y 
five and the word why. Uh, Check it out and go support a sponsor of this podcast. Sponsors are what keep this show running. So when you support a sponsor, it lets them know that people are listening. Thank you so much, Card My Yard. Thank you listeners for supporting this podcast and Card My Yard. And I hope you enjoy the rest of my conversation with Jennifer. Um, Turning Red, it's funny because I had just seen it pop up on Disney. I think it's Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we put it on for our boys over the weekend or when yeah, I think Friday night. And of course, I didn't watch it with them. But oh, okay. <laughs> then I also started seeing people posting about it. And then I saw you posted like what you guys thought of it. And then you're like rebuttal or whatever, like once people right, freaked right. out. <laughs> And so can you just explain, because I didn't watch it, what what is the show okay. and like, why are people freaking out? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, like Turning Red, it's a, like they have said this from the start, like it's a coming of age movie about this 13 year old girl. Like when I hear coming of age 13, I think of things like My Girl, where like that kind of like puberty period crushes like that's all in that movie like that's that's like the definition of coming of age to me so um so I knew there could be you know something in there but also I think people have this idea of like it's animated it's Pixar like you know what is this um so yeah it's about a girl who um when her emotions overcome her she turns into a panda it's like a red panda it's this gift from her ancestors and the part that i mean different parts that people were upset about were her like having a crush on these four town like backstreet boy type boy band and these girls were saying they were going to be women after they went to the show and they you know had these like hard eyes and were in love with them and they're like how how can this 13 year old girl be into these and i'm like were we all? Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. We were in middle school. Do we not remember New Kids on the Block and NSYNC and Betty Boys? Um, so yeah, so that was a part of it. And then, um, and then the mom, like, she doesn't realize that it, that her daughter has, uh, like, that it's time and that she's turned into the panda. So she's she's assuming that um, she's like, did your red flower bloom? You oh. know, which is like people use, you know, to describe periods and. Um, She's like, maybe, you know, because she's like, I'm red. I don't know. Is that what this means? And um, and her mom's like, oh, let me grab the pads. I have, you know, thin and winged and ultra and overnight. And, and I was just dying. I thought it was hilarious because um, we've all either been there as kids or like as parents or, you know, depending which stage you're in. And it's this awkwardness that you're like, how do you have this conversation? And you see the mom struggling to like, how do I bring this up? And the daughter's like, oh, go away, mom. And, <laughs> um, you know, I was just dying. I thought it was so hilarious. My son, who's eight, like was like, what's pads, you know? And he like, it's going over his head. And my my three-year-old was like, the panda is so funny. And then my 11-year-old daughter's like, oh my gosh, what is, why is this mom so crazy? She's so over the top, you know? So they all kind of had different reactions to this. And I think that um, parents who maybe like have an art, maybe who aren't as open or um, weren't expecting that in the movie, you know, kind of had this shock of like, what is happening? But when I read, you know, some of the stuff that people were asking me about, like, on Facebook who were saying this is so inappropriate. I was like, did, I did not think we watched the same movie, just their interpretation really? of, of how they were describing it, you know, with like describing, like, 
I think one lady used the word pedophiles, like, and I'm like, they're, they're banned people. They're not like, you know, I don't know what you're right. saying. And then and I think she said, you know, and there's, and they talk about drug use, but the mom was like, literally, um, there was a kid and she's like, how old are you? 35. And he says, I'm 17. And she's like, well, that's why you shouldn't do drugs. Cause you look old, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a joke. And so I was just, I had to like really think about like, when was, when did that happen? What could they even be thinking (laughs) happen? So yeah, I think it's a great, adorable movie. Um, I had no issues showing it to my kids, but I really think it's one of those things, you know, every family's different. There's nothing wrong with watching a movie on your own and deciding if it's okay for your kids or watching it together and having a conversation about it. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think culturally it's different. It's different too. Cause you know, I think a lot of us in America thought like, Oh, that mom was so over the top. My, my daughter did, you know, but I was also kind of like, well, my mom was a little bit like <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up. And, and I, I saw women um, in the, from the Asian community saying like, this is how my mom was, you know? So sometimes it's nice to like, to get a window into other people's lives and how it is for other people and realize, you know, it's not, not our lives aren't the same as everyone else and movies and books and different media can give us a glimpse into how experiences were for other people. And this movie was directed by an Asian woman and um, who like that was, she was writing like a story of her childhood. So obviously that was how it was. I mean, besides the panda party, sure, <laughs> sure. but you know um, so I think, you know, it's, it's, it's good to understand that different people have different experiences and, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just different, you know, and to remind our kids like, yeah, you know, that mom's a little over the top and, you know, I'm not like that, but some moms can be like that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is important to have that representation though, because we can just feel along in our own little bubbles without it. So Mm -hmm. I, yeah, that's really good. Uh, I, I, you know, I kind of just like thought maybe I should pay more attention before I just put a movie on for my kids and walk down. <laughs> Though you do. You think... should also watch it. No, I know. Are you a millennial? Yeah. I'm a older millennial. Yes. Okay. So I, I think you would probably, it's based in 2002, which I think was fun. Cause it's like, it's like when I graduated not... high school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's not this like futuristic, yeah. you know, uh, movie or this like olden movie where they have road horses. It's like, sure you know, right in the years. So that was kind of fun to see the Tamagotchis and Nano Pets and Nokia phones and, you know, oh, yeah. Twilight books. Oh, and things totally. That, you know. Uh-huh. I read the Twilight books in my 20s and I'm actually reading Harry Potter with my kids right now and I love it. <gasps> For the first time? Yes. Oh, good. I've never I read, read it. Harry Potter in my in my late 20s, I think. See, too. I always wanted to read it as an adult, but I was like, there's so many other books I want to read, but I I want to mm-hmm. know, like, I know it's such a big, like, significant series from our generation yeah. that I'm like, I, I need mm-hmm. to know, but I didn't want to spend the time right. doing it. So now I'm like, this is perfect. We read a chapter before perfect. bed every night and then we're going to, we will watch that movie together. And so, yeah, I'm excited about that. That'd be fun. Oh, that's awesome. I need to, yeah, my kids are Percy Jackson fans so we haven't <laughs> I read the first two Harry Potter books to them but they're like uh, are they done okay. with it <laughs> like, um, we're gonna have to try again 
I'm so curious though, based on that book, uh, I, when I started my period, I was really old. I was like 16 at least at the youngest. I might've even been 17. I was super old and I didn't even like talk to my parents about it. I just like started Mm -hmm. stealing tampons from my mom. (laughs) Like oh I just started. Wow, like, you went straight to the tampon. I just started. Well, because like all my friends had been doing that for years. Oh, so like right. since I was so old, it was like, like I knew. Yeah. yeah. So I just started like taking them from her bathroom, and I think she caught on like somebody else is using tampons here. Oh wow. Because my mom, I don't know, man. I don't know if she could go back if she would do it differently. But there was like a lot of like just don't talk about it kind of stuff. I, there was for sure. There was a lot of that. Like, yeah. It was, Our generation, it was kind of like, just don't have sex, but we're not going to talk about it. All those things. Exactly. (laughs) This is all we're saying about it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, I'm (laughs) curious though. I only have boys. So as a mom of daughters, like, have you like, and your oldest is 11. Have you thought about those conversations with periods and stuff? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have. And I bring it up and my daughter always is like, oh, mom, you know, like, I mean, but I'm, so I'm in this like weird, like I'm trying to not be like too cool about it. Cause I think yeah. there's like this try to play it too cool, you know? So I've, I think I've taken a few different approaches with it. Like, you know, um, just trying to be casual, like, oh yeah, if you ever, you know, want to talk about it, if you need this or this is, you know, I mean, they've all been barging in the bathroom on me from day one. Sure, so I feel totally. like kinda, you know, <laughs> what are you doing mom? What is that? Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, you know, so I, so yeah, we definitely have had the conversation several times and she had a big, like five inch growth spurt last year. So I'm like, you know, let me go in this. And, but, um, I mean, I think I will say that the more we talk about it, the less awkward it feels mm. like just the because it, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's it's kind of like that with anything, right? When you're, the more you practice or do anything, it gets easier. So I think maybe that was the issue with our generation. It was like, okay, we, we talked about it one time and that was really weird. And I just don't want to do it again. Yes. But now I'm like, okay, like this isn't so bad. We can, you know, talk. And I hope that, cause I have some friends who's, um, daughters are in their twenties now and they're, they say how their mom was just always so open with them and it made them feel so comfortable. And I'm like, Oh, that's just what I want so much for them. And also like with my son, like, I'm like, I should be telling, you know, he's asking about pads. Like he needs to know about this. Totally. He's got two sisters, you know, he's going to have girlfriends. Like he can help them out. Like, Hey, I got some extra in my bag. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So oh, just, yeah. yeah, it gets, that's the only thing I can say, I guess, is it feels awkward at first, but it gets easier. Books help. Um, I think media can help and just, you know, talking about it more really is, is the thing I think that helps the most. Face it head on. Um, okay. Tell yeah. us about your, uh, and we're going to wrap up here, but tell us about the June national movie night thing you're doing. Yes. So yeah, with the, we launched our movie night journal last year and it's in hundreds of families homes now. And I just, I love like seeing pictures and seeing people enjoy family movie night so in the journal. And I was like, okay, we need to do something like we should do something big on national movie night. And I was looking up like when is national movie night and I could find nothing. I'm like, you know, little cities would do activities, but there wasn't like a routine calendar day. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. How do I do this? <laughs> so I just researched and found like, 
national today calendar and like applied and wrote how I wanted it to be. And um, like a couple months later, they were like, yeah, we selected your calendar day. And, oh, I love it. You, know, you did this. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our thing. Jada and I like submitted it and it's going to be the second Friday in June. So I figured it was kind of like most people should be out of school, kind of kicking off summer break, maybe not like out on their uh-huh. vacations just yet. Um, and uh, yeah, so second Friday in June, like have a party, bring friends over or just do, you know, with your family or what it's just national movie night. It's not family movie, but family, you know, it can be whatever whoever family is to you, but, um, but yeah, national movie night. So we're going to, we'll probably do something big at our house, like maybe get like a blow up uh, projector to do outside and, and also have maybe a movie going inside. And, um, but it doesn't, definitely doesn't have to be like that, but <laughs> just get some popcorn and make a fun night of it. It can kick off your family movie night tradition. I did not know that like what the process was for like getting a national whatever day for something because like I'm like yeah. there's national donut day there's national pizza day I had no idea there was like some like, process where you like submit it who did you submit it to so I submitted it to national day Cal because that's the one I always go to okay. when I'm looking for like on so- for social media ideas like okay so national sibling day is coming up here so let me like draft a post on this okay so So yeah, so I searched their site like, oh, I should do something, you know, what are some movie ones that I can celebrate so I can coincide it with my movie night journal and talk about it. Um, And I found National Popcorn Day in January, um, but no movie night or movie day, you know, and and when I was writing it, I'm like, you know, National Movie Day, like it doesn't have the same ring to it as National Movie Night. So, Oh, that's that's so cool. Do you know what movie you guys are going to do? No, I don't. I'm trying. So, second uh, Friday in June. Uh, oh my gosh! Wait, is it the second? Friday? You know what's coming out, or no? I'm looking. Okay, you know, Jurassic World Dominion comes out that day, I believe. So we might be. I'm trying to see if that's the first. Oh no! Wait, is that the second Friday? Friday. That is the second Friday. So we might be seeing the new Jurassic World movie. <laughs> Uh, okay, last question. Maybe we'll have to watch two movies. With that, uh, where do you stream? Like, where do you watch? Because we talked about finances and budgeting and being smart about that. What is yeah. your like strategy on like watching all these movies and not spending a ton of money? So, <laughs> sharing uh, streaming stuff. So yeah. my mom, she <laughs> she buys a lot of movies on Amazon. Like she loves to just like her favorite. If she loves a movie, her favorite, she'll buy it. Yeah. So like last week we watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Not Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, what is it called? Uh, Galaxy Quest, a comedy movie. And she loved that movie, and she bought it years ago. So I'm like, okay, we're just gonna watch it sure, on hers. Sure. Um, and then I'll just kind of, you know, when we have an idea of what they're picking, I'll just look and see what it's streaming on. We share Disney Plus with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we pay for it, and then she gets to use ours. And then yeah. in turn, like, we use her, like, Peacock. So totally. I kind of, like, yeah. do that kind of thing. So that helps a lot. Um, so Disney Plus is your, like, main? Disney Plus is our main one. Netflix now, too. But we still have, like, the cheapest Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> you can't stream on more than two devices. It's, like, HD, not the new, like, fancy HD. Like, we, yeah. We're, yeah. But, um, and then sometimes Voodoo has deals, do, too, where you can 
buy, they'll have like, you know, buy five movies for $5, you know, and it's like a pack of some kind of theme or something like Transformers or whatever. So if there's something that we like, sometimes we'll do that too, just to beef up our movie collection. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Okay. I do not know how I'm going to title this episode because it's like finances <laughs> plus movie night. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know. Dreaming. No, um, I love it. Um, okay. <laughs> let's wrap up here. So you, I know you homeschool yeah. your kids. You probably got a lot of things going on. Um, what is something professionally or personally that you would like to do that you haven't done yet? Oh man, that's a good question. Oh, okay. Personally, because I feel like professionally I'm all over the place, but <laughs> personally too. I would like to visit all of the uh, Disney parks around the world, like oh. Paris, Hong Kong, Shang- Shanghai, um, Tokyo. Yeah. Is that all of them? Plus obviously the U.S. ones. So. Yep. And then I've been to the two U.S. ones. Yep. Nice. Um, what is the best, most recent book you've read? Ooh. Okay. Right now I'm reading this book called um, – I think it's called Crescent or something. Sarah J. Mass. She's an amazing author. And when I want to escape, I go to read her books. I love her Throne of Glass series and her Court of Thorns and Roses series. So I'm reading her newest series right now. Oh, somebody has suggested the Throne of Glass to me. I, that one's a really good. I would start with that. Okay. With that. Okay. Good to know. If you yeah. could suggest a movie for people to kick off doing this weekly, or Ooh. maybe for them it's monthly movie night with their family. Say they have kids around our kids' ages. I'm similar to you. I'm yeah. mine, mine are three through nine. Um, what would you suggest? Okay. So I would suggest probably um, something Pixar. Okay. Or. Um, that is a really good question. Like one movie, something Pixar. I have a free checklist with all of them, but a really good one is Toy Story. Okay. It's just like, I think p- the parents will love it because the, they probably haven't seen it in a while. And it's like a blast from the past. The kids will love it because it's funny. It's also the first Pixar movie. So if you wanted to start going in order. Oh, fun. That's a great yeah. idea. Okay. I love that. Um, what's your last message to leave with our audience today? Oh, we've covered a lot. (laughs) Uh, I think I just want people to know really that we are all so unique and have unique gifts and talents that we were given before we were born. And I think a lot of times in the world, we can look around, especially with social media now and see people doing things and think like, wow, they're doing that. Like, should I be doing that? But remembering that our goals and dreams don't have to look like anyone else's. They can evolve. And we have our own unique gifts and talents that we just kind of have to explore and play with and get to know. And and there's no race to this finish line. Like it's just, it's our life to mold as we want. Um, And just to know that like you can do that and and try not to set limits on yourself. Because once I took off, these ideas of like limitations and these boxes I had around myself of, you know, I'm a journalist and, you know, or I came from this background, like I'll never, you know, have a mortgage free home. Like once I took all of these like limitations that I had put on myself without even really realizing I was able to achieve so much more. So I think um, just believe in yourself. I know that sounds cheesy, but 
it's it's a hundred percent like I hundred percent believe that. I love that. It's like you can write your story. Yeah. Like you you were born into certain things. You were given certain things that you have to either like you know walk through that might be hurdles or whatever. But like I've I've been reading these um this book from Donald Miller called Hero and a Mission, and so much of the book is like. Y- you can let like fate dictate your story or you can take a hold mm-hmm. of it and make choices yourself and like kind of like actually put pen to paper and write your story. And that to me feels like exactly what you're saying. Like you, you take charge. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. Like I think once, once I stopped like kind of, you know, um, telling myself that I couldn't for whatever reason, like, well, I had this happen or, well, this is, you know, how I was born. And well, this is what, like, once I stopped doing that, I just was really able to see the possibilities so much more clear. Jennifer, thank you so much. Thank you. This is so fun. All right, friends, thanks so much for listening today. Really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to the show. Thank you, Jennifer, for sharing your story. You guys can find Jennifer on Instagram. She is Jennifer Bourget over there. Make sure you follow this podcast, Why Is Everyone Yelling?, as well as me. I'm Lindsay Hine 626 I'd love to connect with you over there. Uh, this podcast is part of the Sandy Boy Productions Podcast Network. You can learn more about all of our shows when you go to sandyboyproductions.com. Thanks for being here. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next week on Why Is Everyone Yelling?